Welcome to Credit Union Conversations Podcast with your host, Mark Ritter, a forward-thinking CEO who excels in helping credit unions, small businesses, and real estate investors succeed. Join Mark as he explores current trends, interviews industry experts, and get fresh insights on optimizing your operations and delivering the best possible services to credit union members. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Ritter, the CEO of MBFS and your host of Credit Union Conversations. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Today's a little bit of a different format uh, in that you just have me for a solo episode. It is our one-year anniversary, and I'm very proud of uh, the growth that we've had in this show, the comments, the feedback. We've really tried to give you a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of education, a little bit of getting to know our company here at MBFS and our credit union partners and hopefully make your life a little bit better. You know, previous to this, I I did a webinar every quarter for our clients. And if you couldn't make it, it was difficult to get to. But I really like this format of being able to connect with our customers, our partners, the industry. And I have to tell you, it's really been amazing when I've been out and about at a meeting, at a conference, and people just randomly mention the show. Uh, and, And they comment to me when they're out, they enjoy it, or they reference a show or something I said. And it really uh, makes me feel good about what we're doing, that we can offer this in a free format and hopefully make your life a little bit better. Today's show, as I mentioned, there's no guest. It's just me. Uh, It's a little bit of self-reflection. It's a little bit of chance for me to rant uh, and and a little bit for, for the listeners to get to know myself a little bit better and who I am and where I've been in my story and, and what we're doing. So it's, it's really exciting for me. Hopefully uh, it indulges uh, you indulge me for just a little bit. Uh, please remember, I'm not a professional broadcaster. I'm a CEO with a lender background uh, by trade. So I do this for pleasure. So please don't critique me too, too much. It's been an interesting time in, in my per- personal life. Uh, as you listen to this, I am now 50, which seems weird to me. Uh, I used to pretend uh, many years ago to, I always was in the young professional groups. I like being a young executive, a young up and comer. And I just, uh, uh, now that I'm 50, uh, those days are gone for me. I've tried to pretend as long as I could to be that young professional executive. Uh, now I'm officially in that grizzled veteran uh, mode. So I, I always laugh and, and, and think back to this interview that I did. I, I was probably a year or two out of college and I did an interview for a job. I don't even remember what the job was, but it was with a group of people. And when I interviewed, I just made reference to some older people that I was talking to in a business experience, it, whatever. I, I referenced, uh, oh yeah, I was talking to some older people. And the, they stopped and said, wait a minute, how old were these people? 
And I said, oh, boy, I don't know. They were, they were at least in their, they were probably in their 50s. And the whole room erupted in laughter. And I never quite understood that one. But now that I'm hitting 50, uh, I understand what their laughter was. Uh, because, you know, I reference these older people in my 20s as uh, 50s. And now that's me. You know, it was, all, it was always interesting as I held on to being this young professional. Uh, I remember when I started at Members First, and I got hired there when I was 29 years old to, to lead their business lending area and start it up. And at the time, they had what was called a management council, which was the, the CEO, his senior execs, and, you know, a layer or two down below that. And I was I joined that, and I was the youngest person in the management council group at Members First. And what I always found funny is when I left there ten years later, I was still the youngest management council member at Members First when I was there. So I was like, oh yes, I was the young guy even as I aged ten years later. So uh, life has been interesting for me. Uh, for those, there might be a few of you who know my background, but for those of you who don't, uh, I just want to take a few minutes and kind of get you, let you know and understand me a little bit better. Uh, I know my kids don't listen to this show, and I know my wife doesn't listen to this show. So at, at some point, maybe years from now, uh, they'll actually listen to this and, and learn a few things about me. Um, probably not, but you know, maybe they will. And I just did a LinkedIn post where, you know, I just got back a few weeks ago from my fourth Rose Bowl. Uh, and that was in 94, 2008, 2016, give or take, and just the recent one. And every Rose Bowl was in different phases of my life. And, and, and now that I've become more self-reflective at 50, you know, I, I've really looked back into my different phases of life, uh, particularly when I was a teenager and growing up in Berwick, uh, Pennsylvania, which for those of you not from Pennsylvania, it is what would be called the coal region uh, towns of Pennsylvania. Even though we never had coal growing up, it was always the coal region. Uh, it was mainly old steel mills and factories and different uh, blue-collar uh, towns like that. And it was a really isolated, blue-collar town growing up. Uh, we were famous for our high school football team at that time, uh, which sounds kind of silly now as I look back that I still reference high school football from the 1980s. But at the time, that was a big thing, and Berwick was well-known for it. And it was pretty much what my life revolved around. Uh, I didn't get outside of Berwick very much. I uh, didn't know too much outside of Berwick. I didn't have any friends outside of Berwick. And, and it was kind of this insular world. And people always say, what was it like? Uh, and I always say, have you ever seen that 1980s Tom Cruise movie, All the Right Moves, uh, about the high school football team? I said, that's where I grew up. Um, and it was pretty much just like that. Um, and I was a good student 
And I wasn't a very aggressive student. I got good grades without putting in very much effort. Um, and I wasn't as smart as the smart kids. And I was way smarter than the dumb kids. So I was kind of in this middle ground where I was friends with everybody. But I was somehow got good enough grades to get into Penn State and was able at the time through some football connections to get a job with the Penn State football team. It was much better than I, I looked at it as much better than playing college football at a small school somewhere. So my teenage years through Berwick really led me into my 20s that I started in college, and I really was adding this up the other day. I probably had more jobs in my 20s and lived in more places in my 20s than the rest of my life combined. I moved around a lot. I lived in a lot of different places. Uh, I had some successes. I had many failures. And I was. it was really nice to be able to try stuff, try to figure out life, try to figure out where what I wanted to do, uh, and to fail and be and be okay with that. I, I tried some things and it didn't work out. Other things I kept moving on and I really figured out that I that I liked the financial services industry. And if I look who I was at the beginning of my twenties and all the ups and downs and ups and downs. Uh, it was really, uh, it was really a fascinating time, and I've really kind of told my kids, uh, "Don't be afraid to fail. Just keep moving forward. Um, take risks, and if you fail, that's okay." Um, and 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 it was a it was a great time in my life. I moved. I, I lived in Tennessee. I lived in Pittsburgh. I lived in Harrisburg. Uh, I was in Penn State. I was in Harrisburg. You know, all over the place. Um, but it was a little bit of everything I was able to try. Uh, and when I was 29 years old, just a little bit shy of 29, uh, is when I got my job at Members First. And that was probably pretty close to the time uh, I, I just was married. And I think I might have had one baby at the time uh, in my life. And I had my first real professional job with some from some uh authority in my life and, and, and a good career that was on the path. And probably, you know, when I look at when I was in my 30s, my life was dominated by uh, babies and kids activities in my personal life. Uh, as you can imagine, we all know you, you live and die with your kids activities. And that was all living in Carlisle at the time. And I was part of the community and in Carlisle. And from a professional side, when I look back, uh, I, I really am surprised nobody punched me in the mouth in my 30s uh, in the workplace. I was much more aggressive at the time, and I probably ran my professional life more of like a football coach because that's what every what I expected. I wanted everybody to treat everything like it was win or lose. I wanted to win. I wanted other people to lose. I was very aggressive. I wanted growth in my life. I wanted fast track. It was me or you. You know, the people that I had, I think I treated them well, but I also wanted them to win. 
Uh, and I really treated life more like winning, uh, like more of a football team than, than anything else. And we were successful. And sometimes when I look back, I wish I would maybe have been a little calmer, a little more conversational, a little more win-win. But I had successes in life. And right on the edge of 40 is when I got my current job as the CEO of MBFS, which is a business lending QSO, uh, headquartered in uh, right outside of Philadelphia. And, you know, my 40s have just been a time. I've lived in one house. I've had one job. And the kids are more stable, and I feel like I've just grown as a person. Uh, and but just stability and maturity, and probably taking uh, the temperature down a lot in my professional life has really helped me out. Uh, and having more big picture perspective of hey, this is important, but it's not who we are. It's not everything that we do. I've been lucky. I've been fortunate. I love what I do. And I, and I, I don't know, I hope you have the time to, to look back in your life like I have and really think about different inflection points in your life. And it's amazing to me, you know, if, if I didn't meet my wife, what would I be doing today? If I didn't uh, meet certain people, what would I be doing today? And I, and I just have a few people that I really want to mention that I'm not going to call them mentors. I'm going to call them people that have really made an impact on my life, different inflection points that have really helped me out. And this is aside from, you know, from people that I've encountered in my spiritual life, my parents and other people that obviously had an impact, but different people that I've met through the years and have worked with uh, and interacted with. And the the first one that I have to mention and tell a story about is one of my high school teachers. And I'm sure many of us have a high school teacher story, but you know, by far and away, the, the teacher, the high school teacher that impacted me most was a chemistry teacher by the name of John Allen. And John really taught me how to think in life. He was a chemistry teacher for two years for me, and I have absolutely zero interest in chemistry or science, at the, and, and I knew I was going to have zero interest in a career in sciences, but he really taught me how to think, how to analyze life, how to analyze problems, but more importantly, he was probably what I call that first authority figure in my life that I interacted with that wasn't authoritarian. He was conversational. He was approachable. And he also had a life view that was bigger than Berwick. Up until that time, everything my life revolved around sports. That was the most important thing in my life. And he really, you know, talking and getting to know him, you, you really un- start to understand as an impressionable teenager what your life is like and what the bigger picture is like and just what happens on a Friday night lights isn't the most important thing because eventually you're going to need a job and a career and 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 this is really minimal to to who you are 
So that he was really impressionable to me, and I and I and I really, uh, really enjoyed my time with him. Uh, I don't see him enough over the years. Hopefully, when I move, I'll be able to as well. But the next person I want to admit, I, I want to mention, is, is a gentleman by the name of Tom Bradley. And Tom, if the name sounds familiar to you, Penn Staters. Um, Tom was a 30-plus year assistant coach at Penn State and had a very short and notable run as the head coach. But when I worked at Penn State, he was the defensive coach at the time. and He was a defensive assistant at the time, and I was worked on the offensive side of the ball, helping out the offensive line. But for some reason, he really connected with me. And he would take me to different events. We would hang out a little. He took me to a lot of different events in life and introduced me to a lot of people. And the most important thing that Tom did for me was taught me how to talk to people, which coming from a small town as a very unpolished kid from the coal region, I really figured out later on in life is really just one of the most important skills you can have. Tom, I would watch Tom and he would blend into different situations. I'll never forget the night he took me to a Penn State uh, local chapter club in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, uh, which was about as blue collar as you get with a keg in the, a yingling in the corner and watching him work the crowd. I've seen him around business executives. I've seen him around his coworkers. I saw him around uh, recruits and his players and really you know, learned how to blend into the situation that you're in and not be the same person all the time. And, and really, I, I, I just probably never... Uh, you know, conveyed how much I appreciated him taking me, quote, under his wing. I don't think Tom looked at him taking me under his wing. I think he's just a real nice guy who helps people out. Uh, it, it, but it was, it was really great to watch and learn from him over the years from my time at Penn State. You know, and, and after Penn State, I shifted to a company that – it was easily the worst job I've ever had. And there's two people that made a impression on me there. And I'm going to leave them unnamed because it was I was working for a telemarketing job right out of college, basically just to get a job. And it was selling credit card processing to businesses. And it was the worst company that I've ever been involved with, around, or associated with. And what I learned from the owners is that you can make a lot of money in life by shortcutting people. You can make a lot of money in life by, you know, taking the easy way. And these guys took the shortcuts in life and really... Uh, made a fortune doing it. Eventually, one of them got arrested. One of them went, the other one went bankrupt. But it, I've always remembered that lessons of being there on how not to do things. 
you know, at the time I thought, wow, these guys make a lot of money. And then I figured out, wow, they're really ripping people off. And this is a horribly run company. And eventually, you know, you can take shortcuts, but eventually those shortcuts end in life. Uh, and, and it's just one of those lessons that I've really always carried with me. And almost on the exact opposite of that, the last person that I would want to mention as, as kind of somebody that was helped me out at that different inflections points was Bob Marquette. Now, many of you listening may know the name or know Bob personally. Unfortunately, Bob passed away a few years ago. But Bob Marquette was the CEO of Members First when, during my 10 years there. And I learned so much from watching and listening to him. And it was all really about relationships and the value of relationships. Um, and, and, and he really, he wanted to succeed. And he really uh, introduced me, but he introduced me to many people in the credit union industry. He was a fabulous leader and he taught me how to deal with CEOs and boards. And the lesson that I always remember from Bob is he had an open book. He could talk to any credit union. He would give them anything. He would help anybody out, no questions asked, no charge, because he knew if everybody succeeds, we have a better industry. And that's probably the one thing that I carry through here to MBFS most directly is I'll help any other QSO out. I'll help credit unions out because it all I believe it really all comes back to you in the end. And there's much more value in helping people out and building business relationships than, than simply just trying to win a me versus you type of deal. I really have come across uh, building a win-win culture and relationships with people. And, and, I, and like I said, I don't think any of the people that I mentioned, in, in that the ones I mentioned in a positive manner, said, you know, I really want to mentor this guy or help him out. Uh, the, the one piece that I look back is they all were giving of their time and like to help people. They made an impact on my life when they didn't think anybody was watching, but I did. And kind of my collection of, of years and the people and interactions, they, they've really kind of folded me into a few principles of life. And the first one is something that I, I never thought I would be. I thought I'd be wearing a suit every day. I'd be aggressive. Uh, you know, I've always thought... Uh, you know, the old Michael Douglas Wall Street movies from the 80s is how you live, where you're aggressive, you're winning, your life is your work, uh, you're carried around your big cell phone. I thought that's who I'd be. But, but I've really come to be somebody that values a work-life balance. And that is important to me. I, 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 I stress it on my coworkers. I stress it on my team. And I, and, and I try to live that uh, going through and through. And the other piece is, you know, I always wanted to win. I, I looked at everything as a football game, but really relationships matter. Uh, we really, I really try to stress relationships. 
I, I want people to, to do well. I want to have where, where they can call me and I can call them. Uh, and, and that has really become, become a valuable tool in my life. But also, you know, when it comes to who I want to surround myself with, uh, sometimes I use this term, uh, and people don't want to know what I need, but I want people who have a good motor in their life. Um, and by motor, I, I, I mean they just can go and do, and they're looking to move ahead and, and, and get things done and not somebody who's just going to sit back. Because uh, I think you're either born with that or you're not. Um, and lastly, as a Penn Stater, I'm going to steal a term from them. I've learned it's easy to make money in this world. Uh, the tougher part is to have success with honor, as the Penn State crowd uses that term, where you want to be successful, but you really want to do things the right way and help make an impact in this community. So, you know, as like I said, um, I'm now an old guy. I'm in my 50s. And, uh, you know, I, I love what I do. I love uh, here at MBFS, and we love helping out small businesses. Uh, we love helping out credit unions, and we love helping everybody succeed. Uh, what's the next decade have for me? Um, well, my, my, my kids are now adults, which is uh, a different phase of life. But more importantly, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out back into the countryside. Uh, my wife and I are moving this year up to north central Pennsylvania, where we're going to live in a county with 5,800 people. Uh, I have a really nice internet connection and a good cell phone connection, so I'll be working remotely and recording these shows, uh, but you might hear a few bears in the background, and that'll be about it. And I'm looking forward to uh, spending quality time with my wife as, as I work through uh, to retirement at 60 years old in one day. So I got another 10 years in, uh, in me uh, here at MBFS, and, and, and hopefully the board uh, wants me that long, as long as and they enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed my time here and my relationships with my board. Uh, but yeah, the, the board has been great. Um, you know, I've learned at this one-year anniversary of produce uh, of your podcast world that we've lasted longer than probably 95% of the podcasts out there. Most of the time, people sort of get into it and jump out right away. Uh, we're at one year, and I'm looking forward to keep building this. Uh, we use a company called Produce Your Podcast, and Russ here, who's helping me out, ha has saved us a lot of time and energy and having a real professional show. And Tracy, uh, the owner of Produce Your Podcast, has done a wonderful job of, of helping me through this process as well. Because like I said, when I started this process, I had no idea what I was doing. So, well, thank you for indulging, us to indulging me today. As I said, you know, we're going to keep going on the show. Uh, MBFS is, is doing well. We're helping credit unions every day, and we're going to keep looking forward to that. So I hope uh, you learned a little bit more about me today, who I am, and we can continue to do business together. And if you don't work here with MBFS, hopefully we can, we can talk in the future. So subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast network. We drop every two weeks. 
And uh, I promise next week we'll have some really good guests and you're not going to have these solo shows from me too often. But thank you for your time. Thank you for everybody who helps me, all the guests that have come along in making this show a success. And we will talk to you in two weeks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Conversations podcast. Have a question? Visit markritter.com for more information.